This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. August 6th, 1945. Hiroshima. The headlines couldn't have been more stark. Atomic energy unleashed. New bomb blasts Japan. New epoch in science, war. Enemy faces reign of ruin. Capitulation may be hastened. The Associated Press lead paragraph was unlike any news report that had ever been written. Washington, August 6th. The most terrible destructive force ever harnessed by man. Atomic energy is now being turned on the islands of Japan by United States bombers. The Japanese face a threat of utter desolation, and their capitulation may be greatly speeded up. More than 50,000 people may have died instantly. The final death toll, as people died from injuries and radiation poisoning and related disease over the next few months and years, may have been three times that high. At the same time the world learned about the atomic bomb dropping on Hiroshima, it learned about the first atomic bomb explosion, the Trinity test at Alamogordo, New Mexico, on July 16th. The official explanation for the massive explosion in the desert that morning had been that a huge bunker containing ammunition and explosives had accidentally blown up. Now the Associated Press reported that the atomic bomb had been previewed by scientists and military officials in New Mexico. That test had been successful beyond anyone's wildest imaginations and convinced everyone who saw it that the United States now had the means to bring a swift end to the war. They realized more than that. One observer who was familiar with explosives saw the terrible power of the explosion he'd just witnessed, and he couldn't eat for four days. When the director of the Alamogordo test saw the explosion, he said to Robert Oppenheimer, the physicist leading the project, Now we are all sons of bitches. Oppenheimer may have been inspired by that for his famous quote, which he took from the Hindu holy text, the Bhagavad Gita. Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. All of that explained the fierce threat of the Potsdam Declaration. That was an ultimatum issued to the Japanese by President Harry Truman, English Prime Minister Winston Churchill, and Chinese leader Chiang Kai-shek at their conference on July 26th. Surrender, the document warned Japan, or face prompt and utter destruction. That was an alternative to slow destruction. Japan was losing the war. Germany had surrendered in the spring, so the Allies had turned their full attention to the Pacific. Bombing raids had hit 69 Japanese cities. The firebombing of Tokyo in March may have killed more people than the two atomic bombs would in August. The Japanese economy was in shambles. People were starving. Announcing the bomb, President Truman explained the science of it to America, 
It is an atomic bomb. It is a harnessing of the basic power of the universe. The force from which the sun draws its power has been loosed against those who brought war to the Far East. He said the bomb had 2,000 times the power of the biggest bomb that had ever been used in warfare. He also said the Americans had been working on the atomic bomb since 1940, before Pearl Harbor, and that they'd known since 1942 that the Germans were working on it too. He also had a message for Japan. It was to spare the Japanese people from utter destruction that the ultimatum of July the 26th was issued at Potsdam. Their leaders promptly rejected that ultimatum. If they do not now accept our terms, they may expect a rain of ruin from the air, the like of which has never been seen on this earth. The Japanese Prime Minister, Kantaro Suzuki, said Japan would fight on. Three days later, another atomic bomb was dropped, this one on Nagasaki. The destruction was similar, though the death toll was a little lower. Nagasaki was a smaller town with different geography. It was still staggering, though. About a third of the population. Japan surrendered on the 15th. For almost three-quarters of a century, people have debated the ethics of dropping the atomic bomb. Did it save more lives than it took? Even if so, was it immoral on a basic level to use such a weapon? No one's used a nuclear weapon in warfare since. But the existence of such weapons has shaped the world we live in since August 6, 1945. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.